Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gabby Roslin Hello, Gabby Roslin here. Thank you so much for listening. I always love chatting to my guest this week. It's the very funny and very talented Matthew Horn. We, of course, chat all about one of my favourite ever comedies, Gavin and Stacey, and the brilliant Christmas special, which he said was one of the most enjoyable experiences of his entire career. Also, his friendship with Catherine Tate and the excitement for the Nan movie starring those amazing characters, Nan and Jamie, from the hilarious Catherine Tate show. Also, lots about laughter being the best medicine, his love of Scotland, and stay tuned to hear a very special message from Gavin himself. Truthfully, yes. I am hugely thankful that this episode is sponsored by one of my favorite companies, Simprove. It's a food supplement containing live and active bacteria, which has done wonders for both mine and my family's health. More information at simprove.com with discount code GABY15 for 15% off the 12-week program. I'll tell you more about them later. Please can I ask you a favor? Would you mind please following and subscribing by pressing the follow or subscribe button on the show? Now, I have to tell you, this really honestly does not cost any money. It's completely free. And then if you wouldn't mind, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, which is the purple app on your iPhone or iPad. You simply scroll down to the bottom of all of the episodes and you'll see the stars where you can tap to rate and press write a review. It would mean the world to us. Thank you so much. Hello, gorgeous. How are you? Pretty good, actually. I'm pretty good. It's so nice to hear your voice. Well, it's lovely to hear yours. And unfortunately, not being able to see you means I can't stare into those incredible eyes. Because last (laughs) time I went on about your eyes and you got all embarrassed. (laughs) Well, people don't go on about my eyes anymore, Gabby, because I'm just too old. They used to. When I was a younger man, they used to talk about my eyes. Of course they still will. What do you mean you're too old? You're not too old. Oh, I've really tipped over now. 42 now. (laughs) What do you mean tipped over? What's happened to you? <laughs> the passage of time has happened to me. Um, where where am I speaking to you then, old man? Am I speaking to you in London or are you in Bonnie, Scotland, old man? I'm in London. Oh. Yes, I'm at home. Uh, but don't you have a place in Scotland as well now? I don't, know. Oh. Um, that was... I mean, I did actually look to buy a place in Scotland and I would still very much like to have a place in Scotland. I go on holiday there um, whenever I can. 
um, whenever I holiday, I go to Scotland. I have a bit of Scottish blood uh, going quite far back. I'm about an eighth Scottish. Uh, so that's probably like my shin or something like that, you know, shin and calf. <laughs> you have a Scottish calf. I okay, have a Scottish that's calf. Right. And um, so it's sort of like my spiritual home. And a few years ago, I did look into buying a place there. But this story of me moving there and becoming a hermit, I don't quite know where that came from. It's unfortunately not true. But um, I would very much like to live there. I'm, I am all things um, Scottophile. Um, so how how's the, the this strange year been for you? Because you, you were lauded and applauded and, and you were everywhere. And then suddenly, like all of us, it has to go and the, everything comes down. And it's a let's go to sleep year. <laughs> um, I was about to start filming uh, a show that I do called Agatha Raisin. And um, two days before filming, we were... We were shut down and um, I, I think um, initially because we were all told collectively that we had to stay at home and not go to work or if we could work from home, work from home. But effectively everybody was in the same boat. Um, I kind of made peace with that quite quickly. I was disappointed not to be working, but nobody else was working. So um, yeah, it yeah. didn't really create too much anxiety in me, and I and I enjoyed the uh, the piece um, on a personal level. Um, obviously, it's incredibly scary and incredibly difficult, and has been incredibly difficult for lots and lots of people. And um, I I totally sympathise with um, the way that um, the pandemic has affected people in much much worse ways than, than myself. Um, and for the first, I would say, eight months, I, I, I was pretty good. I, I dealt with it pretty well. I was quite productive. I was, you know, tidying up projects, writing projects of my own that I've had on the shelf for a few years. And there was a, a little stand-up character that I wanted to, I've always wanted to do. So I did that for an online comedy show. And, you know, there was certain creative things where... I could, uh, where I, I, I had an outlet, if you like, um, and and mentally I kind of made peace with it and um, did my bit, you know. Interestingly, though, you know, you've done a lot of theatre. I remember talking to you. You were just the last time I chatted to you. You were going to be doing the live Catherine Tate. Um, oh how long have you and Catherine been working together? Is it over twenty years or something? Isn't oh, it? Um, I think I. I first worked with Catherine when I was 22, and so that's 20, 20 years. years. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> um, that was on stage doing, uh, playing the grandson to the Nan character uh, on stage in Edinburgh at the Edinburgh Festival. I just love that. I love it. How do you two? Okay, because this is all about laughter and and fun and entertainment and everything. This podcast. How do you two not pee yourselves laughing just looking at each other? Because it's so funny. Uh, I, I think I was always slightly intimidated by Catherine from a young age. Um, just because, really? Yeah, just because of her talent, really. So it was more about just doing my job and being as professional as I can. And the sort of straight-faced deadpanness of the character came 
probably purely out of fear. Um, <laughs> and obviously, we've I now we've now become uh, very very close, and we've worked professionally together for for twenty years. Um, in fact, the last time we worked together was finishing off the movie, which we'll get onto. But um, yeah, it, I think that sort of private um, personal relationship, friendship, has always been very, very separate to the professional uh, relationship that we have. So I've always just tried to do my job, and and corpsing and ruining a take, for example, is is not doing my job necessarily. Oh, you see, I could never, I, I just couldn't do it because I am, I giggle over anything at all. You, you must laugh though, because you've got, you've got a giggle there. Oh, gosh. what makes you laugh? Oh. What makes you properly oh, I, laugh? I, I mean, I, I, I think I, I attribute my um, early aging and crow's feet to, to laughter more than anything else, um, because I have so many funny friends, and I've, and I've, I've also done so much work with funny people. Catherine obviously makes me laugh. Um, it's just I have a job to do when I'm working with her, and, and I and that there's something in me that wouldn't want to let her down. But my whole sort of raison d'etre is is laughter and and comedy, and that's what I kind of grew up with, and that's what I've sort of vaguely made a career out of. No, don't say vaguely. That's what you have. You have really on the whole. People think of you as. And I'm, and I mean this in a really lovely way that you make us all smile. The roles that you've done, I know you've done some very serious roles. We'll talk about, you know, you've done Rain Man on stage and you've done other stuff. But it's about laughter, so I want to know what makes you laugh. What makes you properly laugh? What makes me laugh? Uh, well, I, the reason I'm an actor is, um, is Steve Coogan. Really, I did my dissertation on Steve Coogan, and. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I I grew up with Laurel and Hardy, but it was Steve Coogan that made me want to be an actor. And so most recently, I think his his Alan Partridge from the Oast House podcast made me howl with laughter. So uh, most actually, that and the um, Borat sequel uh, really made me laugh. Oh, have you seen it? Oh, it really Is it very good? I thought it was excellent. I thought it was so funny, and it was it was a much needed, much needed laugh. In fact, when the weather turned, yeah, there was a yeah. lot of rain. I sort of found myself, you know, feeling a little bit down. Yeah. Um, and the changing of the seasons to just start to get me down. And then I had this day where I met a friend who I'd not seen for a while. And we had we had a giggle, and then we. And I watched the Borat movie and I really laughed. And I woke up in the morning and I suddenly felt better. And I realised that I'd had this huge sort of dopamine or serotonin injection just from laughing. And it just made me feel so much better. And um, so that was, that was really my medicine. So, yeah, the last time I, the last time I howled with laughter was, was the Borat sequel. Yeah, well, laughter is the best medicine. My late mum always used to say that to me, and I'm a great believer in it because I think it helps us through so much. Now, as promised, I'd like to tell you more about our fantastic sponsor of this episode, Simprove. I've been telling everyone about this company for years before we started working together 
I love them so much. It's a food supplement containing live and active bacteria to support gut health and a well-balanced microbiome. The reason it's different to others that you may have tried is its unique water-based formula means that it quickly travels straight to your gut to thrive and multiply. They're a family-run brand produced on a lovely farm in the Surrey Hills and they're proud of their heritage and evidence-based product. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, suitable for vegetarians and vegans, available as a subscription or start with their introductory 12-week program. The gut has an incredibly strong connection with the brain. When you sort your gut out, your general health just feels so much better. So the best thing to do is you take your Simpriv on an empty stomach first thing in the morning and then wait 10 minutes until you eat anything. In those 10 minutes, I do some squats while singing. I then do some press-ups while listening to the radio. And then I call my daughter down and tell her her breakfast is ready. And then I eat my breakfast. Now, that does sound like a lot to do in 10 minutes, but sometimes that 10 minutes, you have so much time. Oh, by the way, just in case you were wondering, I always order the mango and passion fruit flavour. For more information, visit the Simprove website. That's simprove.com and that's S-Y-M-P-R-O-V-E. We have an exclusive discount just for listeners to this podcast. Get 15% off the 12-week programme by entering this promo code when you're at the checkout. It's G-A-B-Y. 15. That's Gabby 15 for new customers in the UK. They have a helpful customer care team and we will put their phone number in this episode's description. So obviously we have to come to to Gavin. That Christmas special. So we watched it again last night because uh, as a family, we all watched it go out. Yes. And then uh, we've watched it again in lockdown. And then last night, because I know I knew that I was going to be chatting to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the family all said, Oh, please, let's watch um, some Gavin and Stacey. So we watched some very old ones. And then we watched the... I say, oh, come on, please, let's watch the Christmas special again. And I really, really mean this, hand on heart. And I know there's sort of 20 million people as well. But thank you for that (laughs) gift, that gem that we all... I don't think we realised how much we all needed it. I mean, the, the reaction must have blown you away. It did completely. I mean... Any kind of comeback for the show like that was always going to be uh, surrounded with some some degree of um, excitement or anticipation and expectation as well. Um, and I think it's really testament to James and Ruth's script, um, actually, that, that made it as successful as it was, because it wasn't just a sort of greatest hits compilation of catchphrases or little skits it was a, yeah. it was a really really strong heartwarming and funny joyous story and we knew that we all knew that from reading the script and from when we did the read through um, earlier in the year and i think it was march time we, we filmed it in july august in the blazing sunshine in our christmas jumpers <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think we knew that the script was good and that they'd, they'd written something very strong, but we didn't know we were going to break records in terms of viewing figures and it was going to be lauded as much as it was and anticipated in such a positive way as well. I remember in the run up to Christmas, people just stopping me in the street and saying, oh, we're so looking forward to it. You know, we're, 
it's it's like the highlight of our Christmas day, and which is which is very preemptive considering it hadn't happened yet. But um, that you know, it was it was it was something. It was a real event for for people, and um, yeah, I, I, we were all completely blown away with with the response. Absolutely blown away, and it was it was absolutely wonderful, uh, and I think. We could we could sort of feel that we were doing something quite special when we were filming it. It was it was one of the most enjoyable shoots, if not the most enjoyable shoot I've done in my entire career. Coming back together, with wow, those people. yeah, and and I, I, wow. I, I wasn't the only person. I mean, Rob Brydon said that as well. He said that it was his, his favorite job he's ever done. There was something incredibly joyous about it, uh, and the scene uh, when. Um, Bryn and Nessa are singing uh, on, on Christmas Eve and we're all up dancing. I remember shooting that and uh, we, all, we, all, we had a break um, and, and everybody could feel, everybody was saying, you know, that was really, that was something special. We, we knew we'd filmed something that was very special and it just felt incredibly authentically full of joy and love. And... Um, yeah, I, I will look back on that shoot very, very fondly. How wonderful. And I, what was so lovely about it as well, not only watching it, and as a huge Gavin and Stacey fan from the beginning, I know people always say that now, you know, people say there weren't that many people that watched it in the beginning, but I really was one of those and I loved it. But there was something about everybody coming together at the same time and watching something at the same time, and that doesn't happen these days. Everybody watches... Um, whatever they're watching online at different times. But there are certain times that you get the feeling that there's a togetherness. And that was one of those. I just knew everybody I knew was watching it. And afterwards, we all sat as a family and my my elderly dad was here and he loved We just, everybody was coming together. And you're right, it's what we need. It was very unifying. And but the notion of event television like that is is kind of archaic now, you know. As you say, it doesn't it yeah. doesn't happen. You know, you can watch entire series in one go, and and so it was an incredibly unifying thing. Yeah, let's hope they play it again. But uh, but congratulations and and thanks to all of you. I'm actually speaking to Rob Bride. Oh, fantastic! Uh, for this, yes, great. That, I mean that that moment of him clearing up everything on the floor. I don't know why that stuck in my mind that and then also the relationship between you and joe and joe just seemed i i've been watching all the interviews that you did beforehand and then on the set and and saying about you saying how emotional it was and how because you and i have spoken before about nerves and being self-conscious and shy because you and i have mm. said that we both get like that mm -hmm. um but but there was this sort of it seemed that the fear and the nerves and the self-consciousness all disappeared because you all felt the same and that's how lovely it was it was very lovely and and the thing i was talking to i talked to joe a lot um about us being Gavin and Stacey whilst whilst you were shooting actually and you know regardless of what of what either of us do in our career we will always be Gavin and Stacey you know to many many people forever that'll be yeah. on our gravestones you know and um, how lovely that and, and it is it you know there is something it's it's a very easy uh, working relationship that Joe and I have because we do feel like husband and wife when we're filming. I mean, we just oh. do feel like that. Um, 
we don't we, we we don't really see each other when we're not filming out in the states. She lives out of town, and we just don't see each other. But when we come together, there's something about that relationship which is very very uh, natural to us. So yeah, there, were, there there were no nerves. Everybody obviously we felt a certain degree of expectation from from our um, audience, um, but I, I think we did. Uh, I think we we. Kind of channeled our love and joy into the into the show, and I think that came oh, across on screen. It really did. Well, thank you for that. I'll keep thanking you for that kind of <laughs> joy. Um, uh, but let's go to Catherine Tate now. So you just you just said you finished doing the movie. Um, so this is something else we all need. We shot it in Dublin, and it's been in uh, uh, on off post production because of lockdown. So maybe. Maybe people will get to see it in 10 to 15 years. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope it's before that, for goodness sake. So do I. It was, it was, it was, I mean, it was an extraordinary thing to be, to, to sort of reminisce as we were earlier about being on stage in this tiny little venue in Edinburgh when I was 22, playing this character with, with Catherine and then doing, uh, a movie of the same character for Warner Brothers twenty years later is it's quite an extraordinary Actually, thing. Yes. You know? It's really odd. That really is. Yeah, it's really strange. And um it in a sort of um practically it would probably make Nan about 125, but um we, that's we, fine. you have to that's fine. suspend your disbelief with that one. Um, no, no, no. That's good, that's fine. But um yeah, I'm very excited for people to see it. Um, it's been worked on, uh, yes, for a long time now. And the script is certainly, uh, was certainly very, very good and very, very funny. Oh, good. Oh, well, I, I can't wait for that because I, I mean, I just think like, it's just so funny. Says all the things that we wish we could all say. In fact, she should be doing she should be doing the news roundup. I think there should be a, a weekly news roundup with Nan giving us the roundup of the situation here and in America because I'd love to know what she had to say about all of that. I think um, Nan's election night commentary would be would be something to behold, wouldn't it? <laughs> Speak to Catherine, get her to do it, get her to do it online. <laughs> um, when you think back over the the past twenty years and what you've packed in. And Kylie Minogue and working mm. with James as a double act and working with your other comedy partners. And I mean, I could list everything that you've done and the straight plays. And as I said, Rain Man on stage, which was, you know, everyone was talking about you in that as well. Um, all those different things that you've done. Can you imagine what the next 20 years or so holds? Because, I mean, it's been so varied for you. It's comedy, it's straight acting, it's theatre, it's television, it's movies, presenting Rock and roll. I mean, you've had some serious sort of rock and roll times as well. Wow. And, and that's just a short space of time. I know. And um, I, I feel very, very fortunate. And I am constantly blown away by it, to be honest with you. Um, it's not something I ever expected to happen in my life. And I'm very, very grateful. I've never been a particularly ambitious person. I've pursued things that I want to do but not uh, fervently um I've just sort of let things unfold and I have done some really fantastic things and um yes who knows what the next 20 years will hold I hope I will be able to continue to work and I hope I will be able to of course continue you will. to 
do films and do television and do theater um and um continue to have a varied career as i have had for the last 20 years um i feel very, i feel in a very fortunate position and um I'm I'm thrilled with my CV. I, I mean, I, I look back and I can't quite believe it sometimes. But um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. And I look and I very much look forward to the next twenty years um, once all this horribleness is over. Well, thank you for bringing us the joy. And would you mind doing me a favour? And we didn't plan this, okay? Um, but can I just have a word with Gavin about lockdown? Would that be all right? Yeah, go on then. Uh, Gavin, how have you and Stacey been in lockdown? Yeah, it's been all right. Um, I mean, mainly she's been um, just looking after the kids and um, I've been on the uh, PlayStation. But, um, but you know, I do my bit. I cook um, once or twice every um, month or so. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been all right. It's been fine. We get to spend a lot of time together in close proximity and... Um, there's not a lot to do in Barry um, during lockdown, but um, there's always a walk on the beach. Oh, do you know, this is really embarrassing. And I'm going to tell you, 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 you just brought a tear to my eye and I have no idea why. <laughs> oh, come on. That was so adorable. I think you've, I think you've, been, no. I think you've been over-emotional, Gabby. No, I think because I was watching you last night for hours and hours and then and then just actually thinking that that's exactly what you God, you know, Gavin and Stacey well, because that's exactly what how they would have been in lockdown. Yeah. And that's what made me smile. Good. There's a sort of there was a real comfort there. And I think that will that was lovely. <laughs> wow. Matthew, thank you, my sweet. What a pleasure to speak to you. Lovely to speak to you too, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you so much to our exclusive sponsor of this episode. Go to simprove.com and use code GABBY15 at the checkout for 15% off their 12-week program. Next week, my guest is the phenomenal actor Danny Mays from Line of Duty, Des, Temple, Swimming with Men, Fisherman's Friends. He's just truthfully one of my favourite actors and one of my favourite people. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions. Music by Beth Macari. Could you please tap the follow or subscribe button? And thank you so much for your reviews. I promise that the team and I have read them all and we really are rather overwhelmed and they really mean the world to us. So thank you so much. If you kindly leave a review or a comment, that would be lovely. Thank you. Thank you.